What is going on, everybody? This is another episode of the Iron Man podcast, episode 56. I know how to count on my fingers, actually. They taught me well in school. Like, no, public schools are actually just horrifically terrible. If anyone actually seen those academic, academic, I can't speak, those academic stats, it's horrible. They're pitiful. Now, I will say this. Not all the teachers are bad. Because I know when I was growing up, I was bored out my ass in school because school's boring as fuck. But, man, it's only just gotten worse over the years. You know, just like the comic industry, actually. See, I just tied that in, actually. <laughs> over nice. over and over time, things just got – I've gotten progressively worse. Progressive, progressively yeah. worse, you know, as liberal women try to come in random industries and just think they've revolutionized them with women. You're just like, what the fuck are you – smoking you smoking fentanyl or crack or whatever the hell you women smoke well you guys will definitely enjoy uh mr mad ruth actually so i looked at your bio a little bit on uh fun my comic you're in the military actually yes. right yeah spent 26 Whoa. years in the military so i originally Holy grew up shit. so yeah, thank you for serving the country actually you know thanks so much yeah i grew up in toronto so i'm canadian hopefully don't hold that against me but uh, <laughs> that's automatically an l not just kidding <laughs> Uh, yeah. You're a Raptors fan. God dang it. Yeah, yeah, you guys stole yeah. a championship from, you know, America. God, but that feels good to just sting uh, that in there. And I remember the World Series, 90, 91. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. God, and you guys are just obviously gods at hockey for some reason. For some reason, Canadians are just gods at hockey. You know? Used to be. Uh, not yeah. anymore. Yeah. Like, last time the Toronto Maple Leafs won, like, that team, almost that whole team has passed away. That's how long ago it was. That's crazy. God. <laughs> Well, you know, since you're in the military, we'll just start there. Since you've been there most of your life, what made you want to be in the military? Was it like your are, is your family military, like your dad, your mom, grandpas, grandmas? So I kind of grew up kind of poor, like a really strange dynamic. My father uh, lived in Montreal, but he was English speaking Irish. And uh, in the like late 60s, 70s, they did this push to get all the English speakers out of there. So they changed everything to French, all the signs, all the mm -hmm. languages, all the jobs. If you didn't speak French, they ignored you. And even people who were bilingual pretended mm -hmm. they couldn't speak English. So basically 1969, he moved to Toronto because he needed to basically pushed out. Mm -hmm. My mom was from Iowa, from the States. And, you know, 69, you know, uh, Vietnam hippie post-war nonsense. So she moved to Toronto. Uh, and then I, you know, I came along not too long there later, you know, took away my guns from my Lone Ranger toys and my GI Joes, <laughs> which that's what really drew me into the military. You, you, you take something away from someone and makes them curious mm -hmm. about it. So, uh, I, I knew a lot of World War II vets growing up, met a lot of them, like, and they mm -hmm. just inspired me that I wanted to join the military and serve myself and being poor, like not a lot of options. Like a lot of people working in factories for four or five years, you have a good job for short of a decade and then you lose it. And then there's the panic of finding a new job. And I didn't want to go for that. So mm. I because as you know, in America, they've out, they outsourced all those factory jobs, 2000 something. Is it yep. just, is Canada still functioning like that? Do they still have factory jobs in Canada? Yeah. Well, luckily we've got 10% of the population, but when we stuff, we suffer the same issues, right? Everything gets offshore. Everything gets sent mm -hmm. overseas because it's just cheaper and, and yeah. the labor market is getting stretched. You got AI, you got computers, you got automated manufacturing mm -hmm. and it's the same thing. They're trying to bring in basic income, but who's going to pay the taxes to pay people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's come to find out those, those labor costs to make things like in-house as they call them, you know, people factor in that costs a lot of money to do here because for some reason here, things just cost triple the amount. And if you just, Offer a small little family in China to do it for you. They'll do it at half the price, and they'll produce you tens of tens times more of your product for cheaper. Well, it'd be it'd be cost effective if we got rid of all the the red tape. Like if they start mm -hmm. escalating unnecessary prices and forcing right. inflation <laughs> and resource scarcity because they make so much re, uh, like taking minerals out of the ground. You know how hard it is right. to get a new mm -hmm. contract for digging. So that's why there's no red there's no red tape doing it overseas. Yeah. There's no hassle. There's no headaches. There's mm -hmm. no bureaucracy and greasing. Yeah. Another big one in there is those government regulations. Guys, I didn't even know this until many years ago, like about five years ago. There's government regulations on paint. That's fucking ridiculous. Paint. Paint. God. You know, it has to do with lead, but yeah. <laughs> like, right. You know, <laughs> good Lord. Yeah. So, you know, that I, I understand why we outsourced everything. You know, mm -hmm. why go through all the hassle here when I could just hire Yongling Hing Hong Yong family in China to just do it for me for free? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Or but pay, not even pay them cash, pay them social credits. Fuck. Right. 
Yeah. God, you're probably getting a line of credit. There's a line in the Shark Tank back in the day. Oh. A line of credit. <laughs> yeah, a whole social, you have a whole civilization propped up on credits. So no, there's no trickle down value mm-hmm. of the dollar in in Chinese society. And you see it. They, they uh, what do they call them? Um, I don't know the name they have for their construction, the shoddiness of their their buildings. Mm-hmm. It'll come back to me, but they have no regulations. Skyscrapers freaking shake and rattle and collapse on people. Thousands of people die all the time in China. You don't hear anything about it. Yeah, what's crazy about their media is anytime you hear anything about them through our media, like like it's translated over here, it always comes out to be good or what they deem was the best story to fit a narrative of good for us. Usually things aren't as perfect over there as a lot of people like to always probably over here they're like well all everything right this this and this is good it's like there's no way as always learn as you grow up too if it sounds too good to be true it probably is there is there's some there's some shit over there like uh what i learned recently so there was a okay so they have this league of legends thing going on over there in china like for competitive esports league of legends right so a, a team in europe try to get a team through china because it'd be obviously it is cheaper to do it over there, and obviously it's in the bigger league. It's more viewers, so everything's better, wholesome. They told the European organization, since China does a lot of dealings with Russia, you you need to go delete all your support Ukraine uh, tweets on your Twitter because they don't do politics in their um, league. But you know how bad that is some bullshit. But as you know, yeah. a lot of mainstream orgs even with like certain fandoms if you go do video games comics anything they try to do the support the newest thing or support the trendiest thing so china was like you get rid of all those support ukraine uh tweets on your twitter account so guys china wants full control let's just be honest here if you are in their country they want full control of you pretty much you are a drone Going back to 9-11, like when 9-11 happened, we kept saying mm-hmm. we were fighting it over there because we didn't want tribalism over here. We didn't want, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of uh, division to, to seep into the way we do things over here. Because here we believe in a mosaic culture where yeah. we respect everyone's right to exist. We may disagree, but it's not going to be where yeah. we're literally fighting with each other and trying to destroy each other because somebody thinks differently than you. Well, fast forward 20 years and we've got the exact same tribalism going mm-hmm. on now where everyone's divided over, you know, every line they can possibly dream of to divide people and get people against each other. What's crazy is you said you were in the military and, you know, a lot of people have gone through the military and, you know, there's a certain period of point in time where it was, let's say it's kind of, it was mainstream on these Dr. Phil talk shows to just get veterans on or even current military and have them tell you about the horrific experiences in there. So I'll ask you, how was your experience with the military? Uh, I, I love being in the military. It, it's Did you have any crazy war stories? Of course actually. I do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you get so, shot ever? No, I, I've, I've luckily, I got all my fingers and toes. I've been blown up, though, in IEDs. I've had uh, machine gun fire over my head, RPGs, uh, mortar okay. fire. But, uh, yeah, so I did uh, two tours in Afghanistan. 06, I was embedded with uh, a U.S. Army Green Berets, which is really cool. Uh, they mm-hmm. kept us alive. Uh, we held off basically a hill, and and uh, in 06, there was like 2,000 Taliban insurgents trying to take back Kandahar City. So we trapped them in the Panjway Valley and just beat the shit out of them with, you know, mostly U.S. Air Force. Got to get the credit where credit's due. Uh, <laughs> I got to watch, I got to watch, you know, uh, C-130 Spectre gunships in action, A-10 Warthogs in action, you know, Blackhawks, Cobras, mm. full, you know, Hellfire missiles, like the full entire, you know fury of the arsenal the u.s air force and these 2000 insurgents that we mm-hmm. packed into this little valley and we kept them pinned in there for about two weeks and then we opened it up and whatever was still alive we mm-hmm. sort of let it go so we could push through without with minimal resistance and retake it but yeah stop the stop the taliban from taking back kandahar city in 06 and then do you, do you have any like traumatic events that you've maybe potentially blocked out like any Bad things oh, sure. you've seen, like sure, person getting shot, person getting killed. I've seen everything you can name up. So, uh, 06, really? okay. uh, September 04, you can look up something called Nimrod Crash. Uh, mm-hmm. U- UK reconnaissance plane was in the sky uh, doing surveillance, and I watched it go over my, my head with the engines on fire and uh, crash into the earth, uh, killing 13 uh, uh, British uh, service members on board. I was the first vehicle on the scene of that. So, you want to talk about a horrific plane crash? You know, and how, I mean, how do you get past those things? Seeing like dead bodies and people just getting killed in front of you. So, a lot of it's training, um, like just uh, muscle memory, right? You train yourself to be a robot, you train yourself not to have emotions. This is why basic training existed for a purpose it was to break down weak people and break down people who thought they were Rambo and make you understand that you cannot survive as an individual. You need to work as a team. You're only as strong as the team that you build, right? 
this was the point of, of that. If you can't handle being screamed at and yelled at and beasted and no sleep, how are you supposed to survive when people are trying to kill you? Made sense to me, right? But you know, the army is so sensitive nowadays. You can't do any of the stuff they used to do to us. Oh, and then but, came along, don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, remember yeah. that? <laughs> but, I mean, it's that training, though, that made me a machine, right? Made me understand that in order to survive, you need to be emotionless. It's actually to your detriment to be afraid, to be terrified, to be scared, mm -hmm. and let those thoughts creep into your mm -hmm. ability to react. So, Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, you know, a lot of people that have went through what you did would just break down and just be so depressed and just... Mm -hmm zombified living but no you seem to just took oh, it on the looking. chin and you yeah, just yeah. Oh, you for adventure. yeah yeah you didn't come out like like depressed sad or anything or have a period of guilt you felt like you uh, didn't do anything in the right situation no. No? eventually okay. took me too many chances with my life and i mean i've got friends who are special forces same thing you can only roll the dice with your life so many times like you know I mean? <laughs> that was close that was close like i've done full body pats like am i okay do i got my fingers do i got my yeah. toes Oh, thank God. Like, I'm okay. And then you quickly go and check your friends too, make sure they're okay. But mm -hmm. uh, eventually, you just take so many chances with your life, it starts to erode on you. And it just, you, you get soft. There's no other way to say it. Eventually, you break either mentally or mm -hmm. physically. And yeah, I mean, 20, 26 years in the military was enough. And then, um, so, add to that wokeism uh, coming into our military. I just, I, it was time for me to go. Okay. So I know that's been creeping, uh, creeping up a little bit, but you know, the military on the internet, so it's always been this way forever with them in the media. It's, they've been very, discreet i won't say discreet they're like they'll say something but it won't really mean anything it's like it's so much word salad it's like Absolutely. just say what the actual fucking thing you're doing my narrative is like, the only true narrative and yeah yeah i remember the, with the don't ask don't tell thing it's like people just what does that mean you know people, they're like oh just don't ask don't tell fuck i guess you know I mean, now you, you, have you that can be here in. but we don't want to know about your personal life so don't yeah. make it our business and we won't make it our business but then they have that thing of like trans people wanting to join the military now first of all join the military is an admiral thing in general i i that, that that is something that's great for the country but then you gotta realize wait a minute wait a minute are you well, it's not dude? supposed to be about you it's not supposed to be about you it's yeah. supposed to be about the team yeah something mm -hmm. bigger than yourself Right. You're not supposed to have individual identity in the military. That's completely contrary to what the military is supposed to be about. I forget this because I was going to be a cop at one point. I, they, I, I went through the training with that too back in, back in the day. Please explore a thing. There's, and we asked them, why do you guys have short hair? We, I didn't know this. Because it is necessarily a distraction when you are, let's say, chasing down someone. You know, So there, so people would ask, like, why would I cut my hair from the military? Because generally – if God, people wouldn't know this. Basically, anything that's perceived as a distraction will hold you down. You need to look yep. as undistinguishable as possible. It's kind of how they described it, right? Also for sanitary, I mean, bugs, insects, ticks, the, the shit that can grow in. You know, yeah. It's easier to keep it clean. It, somebody can't grab a hold of a fistful of your hair. And next thing you know what, they're taking your head wherever they want to take your head, right? It's, every little advantage you can give yourself on the battlefield, right. you take it. And having short, shaved down head is an advantage to having a fistful. And, of and you've seen how certain, I'm saying all people like that act a certain way. It could, it could just be activists, but these kind of weird individuals that want to join like they're not doing it you can tell this is bad faith they're not doing it for the right reasons these people just want to be like hey i was the first trans military this is horse shit it's like bruh you're about to get fucking eaten up you won't even survive basic training for a week you want to so, serve the country <laughs> human nature is yeah absolutely you allow you lower the standard that becomes the standard you lower the standard that mm -hmm. becomes the standard you allow you accommodate and special accommodate people want more special accommodation mm -hmm. and more, yep. they want more individual why can't why do i have to show up? i want to show up here and here and here next thing you know what you're trying to appease everyone and everyone with every little thing uh to absolute insanity that's like no mm -hmm. that's why it's not what yeah, it's not what the, uh, the army can do for you it's what you can do for the army right? yeah and yeah, no, they've they've lost that messaging, and you can tell it's going to bite them. Uh, I mean, it, it, it I was going to say, I was going to tell you this too, which is like, if this person is struggling to understand what what gender they are, how am I going to trust this person to fucking shoot a gun? How are they going to, I don't know, drive a truck on a battlefield? Just general things, because obviously you have guys who are like they fix up tanks. Obviously, you guys who drive planes. There's many, many, many jobs in the military. I, I actually wanted to be part of the military when I was younger too. So they they told us all these different jobs they have and everything. And if, if this person is generally confused about what kind of gender they want, the military is, is like, I, hey, I, people are going to be as nice to you as you want in this kind of thing. So 
I, I would say kind of figure out who you want to be before you're going to even attempt to be in the military is what, is what I would say. That's my yeah. opinion about no, it. I mean, I, I still give everyone credit that, you know, we're all individuals and there's some people who understand yeah. that individual freedom is, was what's important, but you're right. When there's people who they make everything about themselves and their own identity mm-hmm. and respecting their identity, like seeing the complaints and I used to be a harassment advisor. It used to, have to be directed <laughs> at you, but now anyone can file a complaint about anything or anyone fake oh, perceived yeah. or real and you and we, we had generals pointing fingers and accusing each other of sexual harassment and then they would have an 18 month hiatus or get thrown out of the forces but then through legal means determine that there's not, not enough evidence here and then sue the military for another three or four million dollars like good job not letting the criminal justice system do what the, the system's designed to do and that's what yeah, happens like, activism these Finger people pointing. now will try to sue you i mean candidates getting a bit more very bad with certain free speech laws in, in certain places where you live where it's like yeah. if, let's say the person did want to join the military it, they, they could potentially let's say sue you theoretically they have no money people don't understand it sue someone you need actual money but that's another discussion from the day so they'll so usually the yeah, well, here's the one that really resonates with me so i mean i got out in 2022 so i got out right before oh, wow. they, they changed everything yeah but the, right before I got out, they took away religion. They took away free religious expression, which is supposed to be a protected right, but we realize our rights aren't as protected as we thought. So if you mm. were Christian, Muslim, or uh, Jewish, you could no longer uh, freely display your religious accommodation, which you like, no That's one ever. That's crazy. Religious free expression. But then, so you're going to take this away because certain people said the religious symbols made them uncomfortable. So they, they, they tore down our, our religious institutions or chaplains or churches. They took the, the crosses, the uh, crescents and the and the, mm-hmm. the star of david off of everything because it made people uncomfortable but then after i got out they turn around and hoist the transgender flag up under the canadian flag forcing troops to salute it well couldn't you argue that might make some members uncomfortable and they very quickly tell you like if you fo- if you voice voice any opinion negative about this flag we want you out of the military you're not welcome here you're not accepted here so you can't even voice what but i the just military, to you now i i delist the military outside of that drafting thing that we have here in America, it's supposed to be if someone wants to serve under any creed, religion, right. Represent race, everybody. Yeah, everybody. You, you could be in. Yeah. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. That if so, you, that something religious could make you uncomfortable. No, we got to just get rid of all that. But yeah. I could host a fucking trans, a Decepticon flag for and these I fucking freaks. A lot of people who not happy with it, but they can't speak out because yeah, like know. you could hoist this fucking flag with that hoist weirdo ideology, and you have to just accept it. But wait, what kind of clown? No, I agree with you, man. That's that's just peak clown yeah. world right there. It's Religion scary. with God teaching you about a uh, commandments. No, we can't have that. Mm, no, mm, no, no, things being apolitical, wanting to take God out of everything. But you, but woke is a new religion, right? It's a religion <laughs> all to itself. It's a cult yeah. all to itself. So you're not fooling anyone by removing a religion and replacing yeah. it with another one. Like you fat factor, and someone could basically attempt in military, maybe sue a higher general because they misgendered them. Now that could be someone that you have on a oh, yeah. truck getting That's shot at. And this person is bitching about what genders they are. Yep. Oh, what's about yep. pronouns? I was offended. You offended me. Yeah, yeah. You offended me. Now I'm going to drive this truck over to this battlefield. Oh, hell. I'm not going to perform my job because I was going to bury this unit in lawsuits and litigations and harassment and finger pointing and, and special accommodation and rubber gloves. And it, it destroys it, it. It erodes a unit. It erodes cohesion. It erodes uh, the rank structure when a private can point a finger to Sergeant Major and ruin their career. That's a problem. Yeah. And it's just crazy because have is it more of men be, trying to be women or is it the vice versa that's more or less so trying to join? Uh, military is predominantly men being women. Again, special comp. That's the same thing with sports, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You got Leah Thompson. It's mostly just never men would trying have been to be women. As a swimmer, but yeah. by taking advantage of this this loophole that's been created, mm-hmm. now I'm be getting recognized. That's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's basically men trying to be, trying to look like women, joining and making it all about them. Yeah, sounds like a complete well, narcissist drama queen <laughs> well they even used to give you a year off to see if you were comfortable in your new gender before they committed the surgery so you could even i even joked about it that i was like hey you know what i'm gonna say i might want to be a woman and give me 364 days off and then the last day i'll change my mind and say no no, no i want to be a man Come back to work. <laughs> just take the free years vacation that you're offering me with pay you know you talk about being a gi joe fan i mean i watched the <laughs> animated gi joe series as a kid and i watched the I watched all the movies, the live action ones. Those are bad. I was just yeah. thinking about about those earlier today. Randomly, just thinking about those because I remember I read your profile last night, and I was thinking about this. He's in the military. Also, some military questions. And I was thinking about GI Joe and like, 
those movies suck so bad. <laughs> Live action. Like, dude. this is supposed to be about an American hero, G.I. Joe, the greatest hero of them all. That's the you know, animated slogan they were going with a while ago. First first movie, these motherfuckers are fighting in cybernetic suits. <laughs> Already clown world here. Yeah. Then, in the second one, people say it's a little bit more better than the first one, which is whatever. If you compare horse shit to actual dog shit, it, I guess it's better. Fuck, they, actually, you know, people, this is the premise of the movie. They killed off all of them is what they said, except for like five. Mm-hmm. Wait, this is G.I. Joe, but you killed off all of them. All right, hell, fuck this. Just, just throw that shit in the literal trash. The only thing good about those first movies is Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. That's right. it. Characters. And, they are and then there's a gender well. swap in there, too, because Snake Eyes is supposed to be blonde-haired uh, in Animated Asian. <laughs> yeah, and then you get whatever G.I. Joe Snake Eyes Origins was. That that was, in my opinion, that was the worst movie of 2021. That was That is one of the worst movies I have ever seen. That movie is horseshit. I, I, I saw it in theaters, and I was like, I should just walk into a oncoming traffic. That was ass. I'm not sure what's going on with Hollywood if they're intentionally just being lazy. Like, lazy directors don't care about mm-hmm. the canon, don't want to pay royalties. Because, like, it's already written for you. Just go to the comics and tell the stories that are already written. The universe already yeah. exists. The way for they sometimes... swapped uh, yeah. Snake Eyes. And people... God, if people read that story about why that that that's like a racism story that is really good. Yeah, yeah the, the master. Ma- and, yeah, I, yeah. I, that's my that's my personal favorite uh, GI Joe story with him. You learn his backstory, and you're like, this is amazing. That's why you wear that mask. This is awesome. They yeah. just completely shit it all over that. Yeah, that's why Wild is really mad at the movies. Like they just shit it on my favorite storyline. All right, no more GI Joe stuff. Right. I know they're talking about making a sequel, G.I. Joe, Ever Vigilant. How about be ever vigilant on making good shit? How about that? Then yeah, we'll I, talk about making I live in the 80s movies. and 90s. I don't I don't get influenced by them taking all these franchises and just wrecking them one after another. I was just like – and people are like, why can't they make G.I. Joe well? It's just they, – they, they keep missing the clear fundamental of what it stands for. If you don't even understand what it stands for, you're already, you've already lost. The fact that there's a G.I. Joe movie out there in a franchise that killed off all of them, and I actually thought that was a good storyline to go with, is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. G.I. Joe is supposed to be strong in numbers. We all protect each other. You know, man. It's, it's just well, like... It was, it was patriotism, right? Mm-hmm. Hollywood can't have patriotism, right? So, also, you yourself <laughs> are a uh, writer, right? Yep. You uh, writer a comic book now. Don't you? Writer, creator, layouts. Yeah. I mean, I, I okay. draw, like, I doodled in high school, but I can't draw on a professional level, obviously. And I wanted to hire all the talent, most talented artists I could find to, mm-hmm. to create comics. I'm almost 50, so I think I'm too old to learn how to draw. 50? You mean you were born in the 1970s? Yes, I was. Yeah, yeah. Older, you're about as old as Top Gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. You've been through a lot, haven't you? You married, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I got a I got a six year old son. So now, uh, now that I'm retired, uh, I watch him like he's starting school soon, which I'm looking forward to, so I can get back to creating again. And my wife's, <laughs> yeah, my wife started her career now because she's been following me. <laughs> Checking her out, yeah, get, get, I'm a free time lady. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, so, but, but how's it been being being a dad for the last so you, six years old? I mean, he was born in 2018. Yep. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, there's no, there's no feeling you can't say than having having a mm-hmm. child, right? Like you definitely gonna have the right age, and thank God I didn't have them in my 20s and 30s, mostly because I was in Afghanistan and Bosnia, and I was like, you know, I too many of my friends died over there, and they left a, a wife with mm-hmm. three kids, and I just, I'm not gonna do that to someone. So mm-hmm. I waited till basically 40 to have my first child and retirement, and yeah, I just, I just love it. I, I, I there's a redeeming factor to it. It's just. Uh, uh, I, I can't explain it. There's something about becoming a parent and being responsible. Isn't it super stressful having to worry well, about all of the, all like everything in general that involves with a kid? I, I'm more terrified of the the world that he's got to go into than anything. Right, just want to prepare him to think for himself, mm-hmm. to think critically, to not be easily influenced or swayed by others, not get led down the wrong end, and just hopefully you can do enough to nurture your parent, your kid to, you know, pursue their dreams, pursue their goals. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, well, how do you stay married for so long? Then you know everyone gets divorced now. You know, I've got one of those under my belt too. I'm my first wife. <laughs> but, okay. Uh, I got yeah. I got remarried uh, 2017, right before. I okay. Married, so. so did you? And you didn't get like super sad from that divorce, actually, or anything like that. No, it was mutual. She couldn't take the stress. Uh, oh, okay. Me constantly being on operations. So. Okay. Mm. 
I, it was amicable. Like she didn't even take my money or nothing. She just that's usually a plus. Women usually take yeah. your money, your hot water, your food, your dignity, and everything. <laughs> she just didn't. She just wanted to move on. So like, you know, sometimes in life that just happens. You know, I tell people, you know, a lot, a lot of stats could be true about why things end for people, but sometimes people just grow apart. Like it's just a natural thing that happens in life. Could be when you're older. Could be when you're younger. Yeah. And just being adult enough to admit it and not waste any more of your time. on That's probably what people truly struggle with is like, hey, if you're not feeling this, yeah. might as well be open with it, you know? Well, it's because people are afraid to be honest. So people will intentionally sabotage mm -hmm. it or they'll make your life so miserable that you end the relationship. And it was you that broke it up, not me. Yeah, but you made my life a complete living hell mm -hmm. to the point where I finally had to say it was over. Like <laughs> yeah. So on your background, is that Spawn? Somewhere in there? Yes, yes. No, that's uh, Todd McFarlane's spawn. That was the um, that Kickstarter looks campaign. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. Holy shit. That looks amazing. Yeah, huge spawn fan. Yeah. yeah, so I just bought my very first spawn trade paperback. It was like spawn something collections issues one through so I've I know Spawn is a character. I know obviously know of him, right? Because I've never been really into him. So I was like, you know what? Everyone talks about this character. I need to get something based on this character. So when I get that book in, I will finally read about Spawn, actually. Well, well I identify is... with Al Simmons totally. Like, you know, he's mm -hmm. special forces, you know, special mm -hmm. forces soldier, top accelerator. And then uh, mm -hmm. basically the devil wanted his soul uh, <laughs> to lead his army. Yeah. So I'll ask you about your upcoming book, actually. So where did you get the inspiration for that? So interesting enough, I was a Star Wars fan my whole life. I mean, I was born the same year that uh, George Lucas had finished making Star Wars, right? Okay. So I was content to be a lifelong Star Wars fan. I was content to be a Star Wars fan for the rest of my life. That was the franchise for me. That that was my my nerd. My my, you know, what I mean, that's everything I loved about escapism. Uh, in two thousand five, George Lucas made uh, uh, the Prince last of the Sith. That's right. And and he said that that was going to be the last movie, that he wasn't going to make any more movies. So I thought, holy, there's going to be a gap in science fiction, and uh, mm -hmm. someone, should, someone should fill this gap quickly. So I sat down and began writing uh, Soul Tack. Uh, I wrote about 30 pages of it during like Hurricane Katrina, uh, basically around that time was when I was writing. Uh, and I, I got about 30 pages in, and then my next deployment came up. So I just took the, the first basically chapter and I put it on a shelf. And then obviously Mass Effect came out, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, uh, Star Wars, the Old Republic, and all kinds of science fiction rushed in. So I just I, I just said, oh, this is something I'll do when I retire. But at the same time, I kept dreaming up my world in my head because in the military, you got a lot of time, like you got a lot of downtime with just your thoughts to keep you company. So that's what I did with Soltak. It was my uh, just my escape. No, I, I saw your artwork and this just yeah. looks amazing oh thank you like this is just so good so basically what i what i did again i've, I've been reading comics since 1985 uh my first two comics was gi joe issue 50 and a miami mice issue one which mm -hmm. is the precursor of the teenage mutant ninja turtles they actually have a cameo in, in miami mice mm -hmm. before they had their first book april was black Yep. That dude's don't believe what people tell you now. And people say, oh, was that? No, no, no. They didn't have, they couldn't get it printed for color in that black and white image everyone shares. It's like, oh my God, some, that problem back in the day. Kevin Eastman or Lard, I don't know which one, but yeah, it's outright said, yeah, my, his, his, his girlfriend at the time was mixed race. And that's yeah. the based April alpha. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So you first, G.I. Joe, TMNT cameo book. And then when did you say, so, when did you stop buying books in general? Was it just Marvel and DC stuff or was Dark Horse or Image or was yeah, it just like so, IDW? So fatigue started to set in roughly 2010, 2011, walking in and everything's just pastel and cartoony looking. Like you can tell no one's caring. Oh, about the I remember that. Anymore. That art like, style where it's like everyone's got bigger heads or lazy, eyes are all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lazy, mm -hmm. quick, pastel colors. Nothing really looks impressive. Nothing mm -hmm. shines. So I kept reading uh, Hellraiser by Boom and obviously The Walking Dead. I read Walking Dead right from 2002 until it finished. I think 2018 mm -hmm. it finished. But I was down to two titles. Oh, so I was three titles. Hellraiser okay. until it ended. Vader uh, by uh, Marvel and uh, and The Walking Dead. And once those finished, I was like, I'm done with comics. I'm, I'm Walking like, Dead comic books are pretty interesting. I, I read yeah. a few of them. They're, oh, goodness. The stuff they changed from those books to that to that show. Crazy. It, the books were awesome. The TV show was a complete letdown. Again, same thing. Hollywood just can't stick mm -hmm. to the, the the core. Like, 
But remember, uh, they, they don't respect comic book fans, actually. You know? Right. This the same thing. You know what I was thinking about, dude? I was thinking it's the same thing like animated movies, though. An animated movie could come out, be really good, well put together, great story, great everything, could make a shit look, could make a billion dollars. That's pretty impressive, right? But people would still look down upon it because it's animation. You know? Yeah. It's crazy. A couple could sell, like, fuck, millions of dollars like, you know, Eric Jolies did, you know, past couple of years. People still wouldn't find that impressive. That's crazy. Oh, they don't even talk about Eric July, right? Like, that's oh, he's black. Yeah, you can't have you can't have all black people Marvel. unless they're you know doing some gang stuff. <laughs> Marvel, DC, all the comic conventions, not a word, not a whisper. And he's made how many millions of dollars? Yeah, yeah. What people don't understand is like a comic book store ordering a certain amount of units of a book doesn't mean those actually sell to people. So you know those numbers are so deceptive. Ten thousand units sold. That's such bull crap. That it sold ten thousand units. <laughs> It's it's a it's an industry prepped up on basically kind of like don't ask don't tell where we will just mm-hmm. exclusively sell the mainstream books we will only talk about the mainstream books we will completely mm-hmm. ignore everyone else and we'll call them racists and bigots mm-hmm. and that way our fans stay loyal to us even though we're selling them garbage and we mm-hmm. know there's a better alternative as long as we convince them that they're the bad people and we're the good people we'll keep our customer base that's exactly what the mainstreams do. You, you, so since your art looks so good, where did you find? How did you about finding your artists actually for your book? Yeah, for sure. So actually, when when COVID started, March 2020, I was in charge of like 300 privates, but only their their emails mm-hmm. and their like every day. I had a network of people who answered mm-hmm. to me, like, "Are you okay? Are you well? Anybody sick?" Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. So that's all I had to do uh, during the lockdown. So somebody who's busy like me, I was like, "Man, I got spare time." So a good friend of mine, uh, uh, he studied engineering. Most most comic book artists actually end up being like engineers and stuff in university. Mm-hmm. But he's like, are you going to do anything with that story that you've been talking about for 15 years? So he offered to do the first original eight character designs. So that's actually got me going. Uh, so I worked with him for six months starting March 2020 to nail down mm-hmm. my eight character designs, the colors of the suits and the and uh, making everything look perfect. And then I started looking for artists for hire on various um, artists and writers for hire on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I had about a list of about 500 names. I'm not kidding. Between uh, illustrators, inkers, uh, letterers, colorists, flatters. Like I, I did my required researching on how to make a comic book, even though I hadn't made one before. Mm-hmm. And I just started narrowing down that list. And I had a port down about 20 portfolios. And Gonzalo, mm-hmm. uh, Gonzalo Loyola is my artist. He kept he kept being on the top of the list, the top of the list. And I finally reached out to him. Uh, basically, we had a conversation and I, I let him know that I, I was, you know, uh, I basically hang around Christians and conservatives online. And I had that bit of a, a lull and I'm waiting for it. And he's like, oh, he's like, you're the first conservative creator I've ever met. And then he let me know very much that he shared similar views and we would get along great. And I think that's a big thing. You got to let your, uh, who you're hiring know what you're about. That way you don't have those internal fights. So, no, we got along great. Uh, he's Chilean. Uh, he believes in throwing communists out of helicopters, which is where we bonded. So, Which is good. You know, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. <laughs> right. So maybe, maybe drag their balls through shattered glass, but, you know, that's what I would recommend. You know? but yeah. So, yeah, we got along fine. And, and we've been for three years. We've just been turning out a page a week. So, yeah, I mean, it looks uh, I'm going to say your main character Looks like one of those space bounty hunters with the one I fetch. Are I taking all your booty? <laughs> There's every, like I'm a huge sci-fi fan, so definitely I don't try to hide it. You can see Star Wars in there, Escape from New York in there, Planet of the Apes in What's there. Also, really impressive is yeah. you getting this much support for you because you, as you know, in this space, it is hard to generate excitement when you're new and get support, and not just support as like Twitter likes and reaches. I don't want to be shitting that at the at the end of the day. What matters is people actually going to their pocket and right. willingly supporting the work itself, you know, right. and you got a huge amount here. You got even more than what you were initially going for. That's just impressive in and of itself. Now, obviously printers and all that will come into play later, yep. you know, unless you've already been talking to them. I don't know yet, but overall your thing looks great. Honestly. Thank you so and, much. Yeah, I mean, there's even a cancel culture story in there. Why I've managed to raise so much money. How, um, how, how are you? Cause so, you know, people price their Cause you know, like with indie stuff, it's more or less so like a, like a boutique industry. You have to pay a little bit more to get a better product. Right. Your price on this specific part one first issue. Cause I saw this and I was like, okay, it, it's this cheap for what reason? Is it cause of the page count or is it cause this is just like cover a or some shit. This is arrow comics stepping in and saving me. So, <laughs> so originally, <laughs> 
I was going to just do trade paperbacks. I, I vision Soltak as three trade paperbacks. The first one's Betrayal, the second one's mm-hmm. Arise, and the third one's supposed to be Destiny. Uh, so it's supposed to be nine comics in total. That would uh, Each comic's 32 pages. Uh, those three trades would be 96 pages each, right? I, I've got the entire thing written. The entire thing is mapped in my head. I just need to get it out and get it on paper. So I, I did create the first trade paperback. I raised about $3,000, $4,000, and I went to a local comic book convention here. Uh, I gave them two days of free volunteer work. I handled their ticket sales, helped them sell pops, went out and helped artists, brought them coffee, drove them places. You know what I mean? They kept telling me I was the greatest thing in the world. But uh, one guy creeped through my social media and realized, you know, I'm LinkedIn. I'm friends with CG and stuff. So even though I've never said anything bad about anybody, like, I mean, I get into Twitter feuds. You know what Twitter's like, right? Someone starts talking shit i'll talk shit right back i don't care i'm not afraid to right uh, hey, you know how crazy i was getting last week i yeah, said yeah. hey come, come on and show say it to my face yeah hey, it's fun right? you know what happened everyone they didn't yeah. come <laughs> spoiler they did not show up because they're bitches you can't roll over if, if someone wants to come at you if you gotta stand your ground right mm-hmm. so that's that's the only thing i'm guilty of on twitter people argue with me i will argue back i'm not afraid to stand up for myself. Right. So bottom line is he figured out who my friends were and that was enough to cancel me. So went to the comic convention and told them, you know, he's associated with deplorable people. And then uh, the comic book convention put a big denunciation letter denunciating me as part of a movement. So I just took that and I sent it to Ethan Van Skyver. I said, look what these people are doing to me here. Mm -hmm. I I went to a comic book convention, volunteered for two days, didn't talk any politics or anything, nothing but friendly and kind to everybody. Mm -hmm. And these people went through my social media, figured out who my friends were, and then told me I'm not welcome because of who my friends are. And Ethan said, I'm going to do a video for this. And that got me another $2,000. That So cancel culture, monetize our haters, right? So I went from 3,000 raised to 5,000 raised from there. Holy shit. Wait a minute. Yeah. So you were promoting your stuff. You had people that followed you that people in the mainstream didn't like because reasons. And they yeah. tried to cancel you because of you associating with people to yeah. start your book. Yeah, that is actually, that's I'll, crazy. That is insane. I'll see if I can't find a video for you. Hopefully, I don't roll. But um, I'll put it in the private chat. Just uh, we talk. Don't mind me if I look distracted. I'll find this video for you. It's really interesting with them. But we can keep talking while I look for this. Oh, you're fine. Your internet seems to be a little wonky. Yeah, it's because I'm I'm searching something. Sorry. Oh, you're, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. So it's scrolling down here. It says $8 tier. So it says part two of three. And you have part three of three. And you also have... This is issue number four. And you have... Okay, all four yep. is a bundle, obviously. That's 30. 30 all bucks for 128 pages. That's freaking yeah. insane. Okay, so there are several things yeah. I, would, I would have to ask. So... If once the campaign's over, could someone just individually buy these, right? If they just wanted like just part one and have to get part one, they can get part two just separately, right? Yeah. So yeah. So those are the basically print and the copies of the single issues now. So the trade paperbacks are no longer available. So I'm just I'm just pushing the, the single issues right now until I can make issue okay. four, five, and six, and then and then I can make volume two and bring the trade paperbacks back. Okay. Yeah, because you know people will probably ask like, "Hey, when you have your because you have your own website, right?" No, no. So, so sorry. I was going to keep going on with, with my story about me getting canceled. So, what ended up happening? Yeah. I put the link in my chat if you want to bring up the Ethan Van Skyver video talking about me. That's I don't know. It's kind of cool. yes. a lot of people like that. That's that, this cancel culture in action. But uh, so this whole event here is on this this um, video that I shared with you. Mm-hmm. And after I got canceled, Indiegogo started messing with me and they started shadow banning my campaign so no one could access it. And they started threatening to not pay out my disbursement and saying your bank numbers don't try again, your bank numbers. So Luke Stone, who owns Fund My Comic, I don't know if you're familiar with this new crowdfunding platform, mm-hmm. free speech crowdfunding. I talked so, to him. Yeah. Yeah. So so he reached out to me and he realized, like, you look really down, brother. You look defeated. And I was like, yeah. It's like, I mean, I got canceled and now Indiegogo is about to take this away. So he said, what can I step in? What can me and Arrow Comics do to help you? So I sent him my book and Arrow Comics took my imprint. Uh, mm-hmm. So they basically offered to publish, distribute my book in the United States and print it down in the States. And they offered me a price to print my book, which was a third of what it would have cost me to print it in Canada. So mm-hmm. hands down, it's like, oh my, you're going to do all this for me, Arrow Comics? Absolutely. I'll, I'll bring my air imprint over to you. So that's why I was able to split it into uh, 
a liner trade paperback, a color trade paperback, th uh, three single issue floppies, one, two, and three, and working on issue four is all because of Arrow Comics saving me all that money and stepping in and helping me. Creators helping creators. That's insane. Yeah. That is insane. Thank you to Luke Stone. Yes, save my Yeah, save so my. after your campaign's over, people can buy the single issues if they want, and yeah. you said the trade paperbacks will be available well, at some point. Like yeah, so so this campaign strictly to raise funds to make issue four, right? And potentially save enough money to make issue five. So mm -hmm. issue four will be done in March and then I'll give everyone their books, March, 2024, March, 2024. Okay. So it's still a little bit, a bit of ways away, but as you yeah. know, time with time, it's crazy. How we're just in September right now. So March isn't really that far away. When you think about no. time in general, well, you know, I, I know my page, we work on a page a week, so it's not hard for me. A 32 page, uh, comic book takes 32 weeks mm -hmm. plus give yourself an, another you know eight weeks of fudge factor right so just say 40 weeks to make a 32 yeah. page book uh, mm -hmm. uh, so your main character is influenced by or inspired by what so multiple things so there is a bit of my military knowledge and experience my mm -hmm. most armored reconnaissance by trade so a bit of that a bit of uh like i wanted to make uh, a life that was more like the first world where, where life is meaningless. Uh, it has very little value. We've conquered the solar system and exploited the solar system, terraformed planets and moons. Uh, so we've occupied every space of our solar system and then begun depleting the, the, the solar system of its resources. So now we're having resource problems in the solar system mm -hmm. as well. We got into a war with artificial intelligence that lasted 200 years, uh, at which point, uh, we won the war, which is kind of like, how do you beat artificial intelligence? I would think like Terminator, they would wipe us out. So then I had to create this galactic conspiracy, keeping humanity trapped in our solar system and keeping it so organic life doesn't communicate with other organic life because they're basically harvesting our DNA and, and evolution itself. They harvest those properties because they can't create that themselves. Like, you see, I was, I, this is all the stuff I dreamed up while I was like in Afghanistan and stuff sitting in a bunker with mortars coming down and stuff, right? This is where I would go. So, yeah. I just just dreaming up this concept. If I could be a fly on the wall six thousand years in the future, you know what kind of a science fiction story would I tell? So it's very much like a Star Wars hero's journey. It, it talks about how uh, all my characters find each other uh, and they become this band that get together. They realize people are playing them and using them with deception and lies, and and there's a conspiracy, and they decide that they're going to fight back. They're going to bound together and get the truth out. So. What was the inspiration for your villain? My villains, uh, artificial intelligence, the Sons of Strife. Um, so uh, they're kind of influenced by the Borg and aliens, I guess. But, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I, you know, one of them's uh, the human son of Doctor Strife, and the other is his uh, artificial intelligence when he created the Singularity. Mm -hmm. So those are his two sons: his artificial right. uh, son and his uh, biological son. So. Wow, that's yeah. yeah. You got it all put together. That is absolutely <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I just love. I just love science fiction. I love I love comics. I love storytelling, and uh, that's what I did. Right? I was upset with what they did to Star Wars, like the Last Jedi. It, I don't want to get weak on you, but it, it broke my heart. I used to smoke cigarettes. Mm -hmm. I sat in my car and chain smoked three cigarettes, just trying to figure out what the hell was that. I just watched. oh, you, as you should. That movie made me want to slit my throat. What was that? Like what was like like uh, just you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I I I had a meltdown. I, I lost it. That's when I went home and I, I typed the Last Jedi sucks in the YouTube. Uh, and I found, uh, found the <laughs> comic community we're in now, right? I found geeks and gamers and everyone else. And I, I've known Eric July since 2015. Like, I used to be friends with him on Facebook well, way before all this. But, mm -hmm. you know, and I was like, okay, like, these people I identify with, they get it. Mm -hmm. they, they see the same things that I'm seeing. And they're just as angry as I am. But I channeled that energy into creating my own book. Rather than rant about what everyone, everyone else is doing, fine. If you're not going to make the stories that I want, I'll make them for myself. Mm -hmm. It's crazy that, you know... Something like, like The Last Jedi can make people just so angry, given how they handle the characters in the movie itself. You know, like I remember watching that and I was just like, God, this is just so fucking bad. It's worse. I was there with my popcorn and my pop and a mm -hmm. smile. I'm like, I'm going to see Grandmaster Luke Skywalker finally <laughs> after 30 years. I'm going to see him on the screen, you know, in all of his glory. And then that, uh, you know, a abomination came on the screen him drinking milk and being afraid to train uh, dying, dying of forced exhaustion like oh god fucking what was her name uh Ray? sister oh. fuck Leia Poppins flying through space I'm flying yeah through space. she got blown out in space and then somehow doesn't die from yeah. obviously 
basic oxygen, oh. but can force herself back into a ship. I absolutely love right it. Right from the opening, like you're in space, there's no mm-hmm. gravity. Why are you trying to get bombers over top of something to drop bombs down on it? There's no <laughs> gravity. You can <laughs> lob things from a distance and they will travel on the trajectory. You don't need to get over top of anything. This is stupid. You're in space. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and her kicking the remote her kicking the remote to fall down the ladder so gravity does apply like what is going on like do these people don't even know the basic fundamentals of science mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and like you have so many people who will like say they like those movies when it's like bro what do you like about them there's nothing interesting about them there's not even an interesting lightsaber fight about them I think we have a population now because they've got this stupid thing glued to their face 24-7. They don't actually watch the movies. They don't appreciate good writing because they only watch about 25% of it because they're too busy going back down to their phone. So you can pass any gobbledygook, couple special effects and virtue signaling and virtue signaling that they go, woohoo, I identify with that five seconds of this three-hour movie. And and they're happy with that, right? <laughs> And that's, that's what they're banking on, right? They're just going to take your dollars and give you a subpar product. If you're going to pay them, why wouldn't they take it? Yeah, it's one of those things where do you – Could have you? so you don't watch anything Star Wars related at all since Rise of Skywalker, I would assume, right? Yeah, yeah that was true for a while. Um, my, my wife just got my kid Disney Plus, so off of the money – I won't pay Disney Plus. I won't give them a dollar. I refuse to. But right. because I've now got access to a free account, I've started watching The Mandalorian just – to watch it so far i haven't seen anything that outright but i was so upset over the last day that like you can't break my heart twice i sat right. through rise of skywalker like it was a funeral you know like oh no that was a funeral they had horses running on a, on a <laughs> ship i mean it. Uh, i i think rise of skywalker is i don't like last Jedi. i think the last year is actual trash you know that's right palpatine's just like hey i'm back and you're just like Okay, this is about to be a clear-cut shit show. I should you not, people. And I've said this on many other shows I used to have. The Rise of Skywalker somehow for me managed to be even worse than the Last Jedi, and I was like, that actually takes skill. Yeah, like how skillful is that? Being worse than the Last Jedi. That means you must have wrote some absolute trash. I should you not. <laughs> he kisses her. She gets to live. Right. Or what? What? But and if she like, kisses him, he dies. That's so fucking stupid. I'm, I'm all the Sith. I'm all the Jedi. Ah, uh, my lightning's hurting me. My lightning's burning my face. Ah. Like, like, it was actually what? written by retards. <laughs> you know that fucking video, uh, two retards fighting? Yeah, that's what freaking uh, Rise of Skywalker was. Actual, just straight up garbage. But J.J. Uh, Abrams' reputation's always been false. Mm-hmm. Like, so I watched uh, what was his uh, show there? I forget his TV show. Oh, I was gonna bother me. Uh, oh, I used to watch it religiously. Anyways, he started off with a TV show. It was only good for three or four seasons. Lost, lost. It was lost. Yeah. After mm-hmm. season four, it was junk. It was garbage. He didn't even know mm-hmm. how to end the thing. So it's proof mm-hmm. positive he doesn't know how to write. Ryan Johnson doesn't know how to write. J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams doesn't know how to write. They had no business making Star Wars. That was a foolish move. Well, the first foolish move was taking George Lucas's scripts and throwing them in the garbage. That was Mm. beyond idiotic because all you had to do was make the movies George made on script. And if they failed, you could have blamed it on George Lucas. And then after you completed his trilogy of nine movies, then you could have done your own thing. You would have made the fans happy. You would have made George happy. And then you could have just done whatever you wanted. But no, Disney couldn't even do that. Because you know what else is in there? It's even worse. It's like... Because Disney is so, so trash at some point now. God damn, they're just so bad. But you look at those characters, Ray, Finn, and Poe, they're all terrible. None of them not the good. actors, though. They, they hired good actors. Like, you can't deny the music's good, the, yeah. the CGI's good, and the actors themselves are, are good. You, know, like, you can't actors. say Oscar Isaac's a bad actor. That, that'd be crazy to say. Right. But the thing here is with those characters, I, none of those characters are interesting. Ray no. sucks. Poe, I don't know. Sucks. Yeah. Oh, what, what, what I've learned about that trilogy is basically they're just a bootleg version of Han, Luke, and Leia. And that trilogy is a bootleg version of the first three movies, yeah. except that they're worse in every regard. One is a copycat movie. One attempts to be a attempts to be a movie. The other one, yeah, yeah. The other one, happening. The other one was made in the in a McDonald's parking lot, I think. And 
the the only thing people talk about in those characters is what they could have done with Finn's characters. So the best thing about these characters is the black guy is what they could have done with him, not him actually being in the movies themselves. This is just what they could have done to make his character even more interesting. Yeah. We're just in a clown world. Fuck this franchise. Fuck this piece of shit. We had this believe Finn was going to be a Jedi too. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he held the lightsaber in the first movie. That was the direction mm-hmm. they were going. And then they completely 180 and stuck him in a locker and forgot about him. So, so it was like, oh, we just got to sort of find this storyline to keep him in the mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Sad. And I, I, I just don't, I just don't get it with why can't they get some good Star Wars stuff? Because after that, like, like you, I had only watched, um, Boba Fett, that's terrible. Don't watch that. That you know, that'll make you slit your throat. Uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, that'll make you really slit your throat. That play you make mm-hmm. it fucking dig up. It's like those Michael Myers butcher knives. Take that shit. Eventually, I'm avoiding them. That's why I said I started with the Mandalorian because at least I know. Some oh yeah, of those are good. So for me with Star Wars, I was never actually into the franchise. I, I my friend gave me a bought me a ticket to the Last Jedi and I watched it, and I was like, this is why I know knowledge of franchise <laughs> in general. I That's watched it. I was like, only impression of Star Wars. Oh my! First, goodness. first impression, yeah. and it was. I was like, "This is this is poor shit." Who likes what? this shit? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the expanded my... universe. Mm-hmm. The expanded universe is where it's at. Like the comic books, the Which old the... Dark Horse. Yeah. So, like, I have a few Darth Vader issues themselves. I imagine those are better than fucking what those movies were. I'd imagine, right? But, I, but the problem with Star Wars comic books, it's not that even like I imagine they're all bad. It's just more like they're so stuck you know they can't really ever go past revenge of the sith so you're basically in just you don't even know if it's canon you're just in like a random weird what if scenario like i mean these are cool like what if scenarios to a certain extent but it's like you're so boxed in you can't yeah. really go anywhere else after revenge um no, they did, no. the jedi See, yeah so the one thing george lucas had was he had a dedicated timeline and everything that was created had to fit into his timeline or else he wouldn't yeah. approve it so actually there is he created a star wars legacy is a dark mm-hmm. horse series it's a cad a skywalker who turns out to be uh luke's grand grandson and he's got a drug addiction he's a, a bounty hunter too on the side so no they, they so they they have written stuff that was 300 years in the future that was past uh so they, they did expand the universe but it stuck to a timeline the first Return thing disney Jedi. did it was past it was from past return yeah. of the Jedi. first thing disney mm-hmm. did was they took the entire expanded universe they said this no longer applies and they threw I remember it that yep mm-hmm. they they paid all that money to get star wars only to basically just treat it like shit it's like taking twitter and renaming it x and like, what are you doing <laughs> we, we we just live in l city at this point I, I don't know people just do so much l shit and i'm just like okay yeah. this is crazy yeah, yeah. Why spend all that time building a brand to just spit on it and throw it away? Yeah. Yeah. And then now, obviously, if you don't like it, you're a racist, misogynist, whatever, instaphobe, where they want to say now. It, it I've lost track. For a year. It worked for a, a couple of years, but yeah, people are numb to it now. It has no effect on anyone. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, and so for me, that was my first World Wars movie. And I, I knew I was like, this is fucking awful. People were clapping. I was like, they clap for this? This is trash. I was like, okay. I need to go on YouTube because no way that was good. I knew I was getting tricked. So right. when I obviously like same, same, same with you, it's similar to BVS to typing up YouTube and BVS and stars. I try to hate videos. People like hate this. I hate the term hate videos. It's just someone's opinion. It, right. It's people are so fucking. Yeah. I try to avoid that pussies. hate word. Hate is a significant word to me that, that. Yeah. People emotion. are just such. Yeah. Pe- dude, people are such pussies, man. Hate video. Oh my god, they don't like your favorite movie. That's a hate video. Oh, your opinion video. Go Negative outside and opinion. touch grass. I'm right. fucking pussy. Right. What right. the hell? So I watched The Last Jedi and then um we did a Star Wars project because um they were doing new shows and I was like, you know what? Let me, let me finally just dig into this franchise. So in 2021, we did a big movie project for it. I did original trilogy, then prequels, then I did the new the Disney stuff. So I, I we watched and reviewed all that. Obviously, you know, I lost my first YouTube channel, so you know, we lost all the stuff we did, but we got, I got to a point where I, was, I watched Rise of Skywalker for the first time and I was like, this is such a, what, how do we go from this to this? Right. Like, I didn't even think Solo was that bad. I thought Solo yeah. might have been just like. I was entertained. The, yeah. It was a standalone story though. Like, Yeah, there, there was some stuff in Solo I was genuinely entertained by and I was like, yeah. but wait a minute. 
no, we didn't need any of this. This is all worthless in the grand scheme of things. I did like that um that scene where he he, he mastered the poker trick that Lando's character did. There was yeah. some interesting stuff in Solo, but the problem here is you think in your head like none of this matters. This is useless. You know, in the back of your head you're like this character is dead. There's no stakes here. You know he lives, and you're like we're done. Just Rogue Rogue One is like I guess it's all right, kinda. Yeah. But it just shows, like, wait a minute, why didn't Vader force pull the schematics to him when he's going through all those rebels? And it's like, all right, that kind of is just, they just randomly just break continuity. Just cause. Star Wars always has those plot holes. Like, episode one, same thing when, when Darth Maul's fighting uh, Qui Gon Jinn. Why doesn't Obi Wan fucking force yeah. run through the barrier doors instead of getting stuck yeah. behind the door? You know again? what people say about, like, wait, how, how is Finn able, no, how is Rey able to beat a trained Sith like Kylo? Well, right. and if we're going to extend that, I'm not, I don't defend those movies, but if we're going to extend that as logic, how can Obi Wan fight Darth Maul? Like Obi- right. there's no way someone can convince me Obi-Wan is stronger oh. than Darth Maul in that movie. That day you are a crackhead. So it's even funner because when Obi-Wan fights a Vader, it says, don't try it. Don't try the high ground. Well, if you remember, Darth Maul is standing over top of him, taunting him and has the high ground. Yeah. And he does the super flip through the air and ends up behind him and kills him. So apparently you don't need to fight high ground to win a fight <laughs> after all. <laughs> like with Revenge, I don't care about those prequel movies all that much outside of the third one. I do think the third one is actually genuinely deep decent right. it's just when you get to that point in a trilogy you're like you're just so mind blown to what they've already done like attack of the clones i watched that for the first time i was like this is straight up garbage yeah, it is uh, attack of the clones is as bad as disney i've said that right it's just horrible he was like but these movies are not as bad as what disney produces that wouldn't yeah, at any bad. point make them good that i don't know okay so even the droid head swaps, say, put C3O's yeah. head on the battle droid. Put the battle yeah. droid head on C3PO. Okay, that's that's Disney lameness. Yeah, because like even if it, that that's true, let's just say for the sake of the army, that's true. And it, yeah, Revenge of the Sith, I would say it's better than all that Disney stuff. I would just yeah. say that. Yeah. But the rest of those other two movies are so bad. It's like, bruh. Like I don't get where people think like, well, fucking eating horse shit is like as good as eating dog shit. It's like you're still eating shit. I guess whatever color shit tastes better to you doesn't right. matter. It's right. like no one watching those prequel movies. Like those prequel movies are such overrated garbage, man. I guess why people like Revenge of the Sith. I do. It has some really good stuff about it. But those first two movies is <laughs> Liam Neeson carries that first movie so hard. It's not even funny. Well, you know? that's kind of what provoked George Lucas to just sell it because he took so much flack for the prequels. And he just he didn't have the stomach for it, mm-hmm. and he just gave it to Disney. So I'm not saying those actors should have been harassed back then. The guy who was playing um. Fuck, who's that black guy who was playing that ugly alien guy? Oh, fuck. Jar Jar. Jar 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 Binks? Oh. Yeah. The actor took so... Those actors were taking so much abuse and I was like, no, you shouldn't be doing that. But those characters... Jar Jar was a terrible character. Yeah, it's not his fault. He's just an actor getting paid yeah. to play mm-hmm. a role. Like, go after the studio. Go after who's producing... Like, hey, Christensen? Like, yeah. I, I, before, I, I didn't see him in Star Wars. I saw that guy in... Uh, my God, that's the old movie. Jumper? Yep. With Ray, Rachel Bilson, they came out in 2008 with Samuel Jackson. I bought that on DVD. I was like, damn, this looks so cool. A guy who can jump anywhere and just do some shit. No, that movie's so bad. <laughs> I saw Hayden. Hayden Christian is pretty overrated. I'll just say it right. He's pretty bad. And just seeing just the way the franchise has evolved over time, it's one of those franchises where the more it got, the worse it got for some reason because it just became too big. Continuity got way too big, too convoluted. You didn't really know what was canon. Dark Horse stuff is, I guess, canon. Not really because they don't have it as an IP anymore. It's like, what the fuck is this anymore? Yeah. That's just hmm. it, right? You get a company so big that it can, and you sell it, but it can't last forever. And eventually it runs out of steam. Yeah. What What have you seen about those people that have now been coming into like all these fandoms and trying to basically re, let's say, make it pro- progressive? Is that even the term for it? Probably, you know? They want to make it more progressive for minorities and diversity, and it's like gun to the head. <laughs> well, I mean, I, yeah, I I don't understand what the the phenomenon is to rewrite history and to take things that were done well and done properly, and you could just leave the nostalgia and just create something new, create something different. If you want to be progressive, just create something new. I don't understand why you have to go back in time, take these beloved things from the past. And basically kick a dead body and then put it on the screen. Ha ha ha. Look at this thing that you used to love. Look at how we've completely 
uh, re-engineered it and canceled it and designed it and made it more in tune with modern times. Like, how are they so sure that the the current the current uh, way of thinking is the right way of thinking? Because I think we will look back at this time with a lot of embarrassment. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's that it, it's like weird women or men with blue hair or colored hair, these always have colored hair, coming in and trying to like, think like they, they've revolutionized these industries. We just saw the Saints Row. What's the trend? Gaming. Yeah. We, we just recently, trend. like what, today or yesterday, saw the Saints Row gaming company close down after 30 years, people. Yeah. Like, what is this? Like, this is – that's just one example. There's many of this stuff happening, you know? It's so bad at this point now where they don't even post comic book numbers anymore because they're so, they're probably so embarrassed by the sales themselves. Like they are just, I don't know. It, it's and it's like if you work with comics gay, apparently that makes you like an enemy. Like you can't work for us. You got to be in our club, not you're theirs. Like, what is this? Yeah, yeah well, it's that kind of thing. Like, and it's like that. Hey, if you're not with us, you're against us. It's fucking hell! What is with this? all the mistakes of history? Like they say, those who erase history are doomed to repeat. Those who erase the his, uh, mistakes mm -hmm. of history and don't learn from them are doomed to repeat them. Well, that's exactly right? what they're doing. If you're going to erase every all the lessons we learned over history about how not to be horrible people to each other, we're just going to create those mistakes again. Congratulations! Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're supposed to learn from history to be better, not erase it. Because I, I don't know how long you've been in the a whole like indie scene, but what what do you think the scene needs to have? happen in it to more or less evolve it to get more people in it because i i know it's a niche in it of a niche but what do you think needs to happen to get more eyes on products actually so there's power in numbers so this is the one thing i remember about the 90s i remember in like 91 92 they tried this woke stuff they tried it back then they tried to say certain people needed to be moved to the right front of the line because of perceived you know oppressions and victimhood that happened hundreds of years before anyone was born and thus and and you know as a generation as a, as like people everyone said f that like you know, this is Gen X in a nutshell. Don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to think. Don't tell me what to believe. Don't tell me what to act. Don't tell me what I have to like. No, no, no. Like, this isn't going to fly. But because everybody rose up and said, no, we don't, nobody here believes this shit. Don't, don't tell us what to do. It disappeared. It faded fast. And that's what it will take is, is people rising up and saying, I've had enough of this. I've had enough of you indoctrinating us and telling us what we have to believe and what we think and what we have to buy. Mm -hmm. And then we have to shut up and be complicit. And I can't have an opinion and I can't have a voice and I can't stand up for myself. People just need to get off their knees and say, no, this is, this is not the way I want to live my life. And nobody should be living on fear and walking on eggshells afraid that they're going to offend someone or upset someone or be ratted out or be pointed at he said something mean to me you're fired like this is insanity is this really the world people want to live in mm -hmm. no. yeah it just feels like it's a world full of like if you don't say the right things even on social media we can get rid of you it's like what the fuck yeah. are we doing but, at this point? and it eats itself it's just hilarious like you mm -hmm. watch woke wokeists attack themselves right it's only a matter of time mm -hmm. so they're eating their own and one of them says something they're not supposed to say and then they cancel each other yeah Remember what happened fear. recently with the uh, CBR? Actually, yeah, yeah. Like, oh God, CBR! Oh well, oh God, what a just shit lord, shit lord of hell that is for a fucking website. I shit you not, people. I, I have a video coming about the, an article they did on comic books. <laughs> oh God, I can't say this. It's too funny. So they had a part in their article. I shit you not. This is mind blowing shit. They said that fucking uh comic book people should try and use digital offerings to get their books out to more people while also pointing out that they would actually hurt sales as well <laughs> what the fuck right. <laughs> what are we doing this looks so stupid <laughs> right I've never seen a, a, an actual publication, a media publication, write a write an actual opinion which is like okay it's not bad I can see your goal with this only to just make it an L straight afterwards. Bro, you people don't know anything. You people well, are stupid. <laughs> it's, it's propaganda engines, right? They're loyal to... It's the same thing with the local comic stores. They're all loyal to the Disney and Marvel, and I think as long as they kiss their ass and stay in their good graces, and it's the same with all the publication companies now, they stay in the good graces, and they, they say a shit movie is really good and exciting and a great thing to bring their family because they want to get their free passes and their influence, and they want to stay on their good side for all the perks, right? I'm going to tell you... This movie is crap. Don't waste your money on it because the minute they do that, the studio won't have anything to do with them anymore. So. Well, as we, you know, wind down a little bit here, um, 
what else did I want to ask? Can see story funded, any other hurdles do you expect to have actually at this point or no, everything things been pretty much smooth sailing. It's been smooth sailing. It's just getting the word out that if people really want like a really good sci-fi story similar to mm-hmm. Star Wars and it's like blood and violence, like I've got Neo Samurai in there. I've got Bounty Hunters. Uh, Life is sentient, like uh, my orangutans and dolphins and my little flying ferrets, they all speak and they all talk because we messed around with DNA and made any life that could be self-aware, self-aware. It's just like everything I love about science fiction poured in, poured my whole soul, hired the best artists, the best colorists, the best letterers I could, I could possibly find the best editors uh, to make the best comic book I possibly could. So yeah, my heart and soul's in it. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there anything else you, Oh, sorry. Um, what's I want to say? Oh, in the indie scene, do you think anything else is lacking besides like maybe like a, a media outlet to put out more marketing, like like a variety or a deadline or something like that? Do you think that is lacking or do you think just what else could hurt the scene? Like people arguing with each other over just nonsense? Yeah, we got to break the shackles of like the negative stigma, uh, get more self-awareness that people aren't as mm-hmm. bad as people say they are, that it, it's all lies and, and just uh, get the product seen more, encourage more people to come over. Like, if we could just get more of those fans who have been alienated from, from the indie scene to just give it a chance and just put all these lies in this propaganda beside and just pick up a book for mm-hmm. the sake of liking a book. Just pick up an indie book by anyone. It's all out there. Like Everything that I loved about the comic book star- shop still exists, but not in a comic shop. you got to go through crowdfunding. You've got to find these creators now on Twitter, on Facebook. But all those comics, they're still out there and they still exist. They're just in the indie scene and getting the word out that if you don't like mainstream garbage and you don't like the stuff Disney's making, don't give them your money. Don't support them. Go find indie creators and support them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there, you have any uh, shout outs you want to, you know, oh, shout out anybody, anything else you want to say before we head out actually? Well, definitely. Yeah. Luke Stone, definitely hit up Luke Stone Studios. I've got my show as well on uh, Fridays called the Friday nights, uh, mm-hmm. 9 PM. I'm on YouTube as well. Uh, Arrow comics. But like I said, just, uh, just, Again, support indie creators. Support uh, because they're the ones that need the money. Disney doesn't. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, man. It's been uh, great to have you on for the first time. You know, uh, your background is interesting. Looks pretty cool, actually. And when G.I. Joe, now G.I. Joe is part of Transformers now. (sighs) Well, they're running out of IPs to ruin, so... (laughs) You know, it's crazy. There was an idea a while ago where there would be Transformers, like, you know, Jurassic Park and Fast and Furious is like, fuck it. That yeah. doesn't matter. Sure. Sure. Like, the writer's stress going on right now, and I was like, I don't even care, honestly. Who gives a fuck, personally? Yeah. Yeah. They're all, these people will eat each other. And then the people that work with these people yeah. will go and tell you how shitty you are for talking bad about the people that don't pay them. We live in a fucked world, guys. If I sat here and explain it all to you, you go insane. <laughs> Come join us in the indie world where everyone can just be themselves and be true to themselves and not pay attention. To this oh, but I, you know, they can't be around you misogynistic, bigots, homophobic, transphobic, alt-right, conservative neo-Nazis, right? Name, name calling. I, that, I fall for that in kindergarten, not as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see you later guys yeah, have a good night sure. <laughs> thank you and peace out everybody <laughs> good night <laughs>